Hello everyone and welcome to the Mythoscope. Today we're going to be looking at Celtic and stories. The Kelpie and Diana. Oh, perfect for Valentine's Day. The name Kelpie brings forth images of a monstrous creature. Cunning and crafty, it shifts into a sweet mare or noble steed waiting by the sea or river shore. And when you mount him, he will carry you into the cold clutches of the water to either drown or devour you, leaving only your liver. A Scotsman is quick to tell you of his rotting skin, seaweed hair, and eyes which burn like embers of flame, and a heart as cold as the sea. But some warmth once filled that cold heart, but only by the Lady Dianam. The story begins when the seven sons of the chiefs were out hunting, and they spotted a beautiful horse at the shore. Intrigued, the seven mounted the animal one by one. They each fitted quite comfortably, with even the last boy, the shield-bearer, hopping on at the back. With all seated, the horse took off, running over the sandy beach and finally onto and over the water itself. The men laughed, but the shield-bearer knew something was amiss. He could not remove his hand from the horse's hide. And as the horse descended suddenly into a whirlpool, he cut off his fingers, slammed into the ocean, and watched as the princes were swallowed by the whirlpool upon the back of what he was certain was the Kelpie. Upon returning to the chiefs, he told them of this misfortune of their sons. Despondent, the chiefs did not know what to do. But Donald, the shield-bearer, became fed up with their naysay and went to Dull, the great wizard of the court, who, by magic, fixed the butchered hand of the boy. The court wizard promised he would retrieve the sons from the monster on the eve of the San Juan festival. As the festival drew near, Donald became worried and seeked out his friend Dianam, who was the daughter of the High King and sister to one of the sons who were stolen by the Kelpie. The two were not in love, but were great friends, and Donald had his eyes only for Fiona, a vain but beautiful maiden who misused poor Donald's good nature. Dianam, although not told the specifics of her friend's worry, eased his mind and sent him on his way. Her father and friend might have kept the truth from her to spare her the sorrow, but in her heart she knew what had happened to her brother. So every morning she would walk to the sea and sing of her loss, yearning to see her brother once more. It was on such a day that a handsome young man came to her and inquired after her singing. Intrigued by his kindness, she told him the tragic fate of her brother and his friends. A sad story is that, sweet lady, he said. You have brought a tear to my cheek. Would you reach forward and wipe away my sorrow? Dianam's heart filled with love for the handsome young man. Wishing to make him happy, she reached forward and gently wiped the tear away, which fell on her chest. Warmth and comfort seeped into her heart, and she fell under the spell of the Kelpie. I am Ech Ushkia the Kelpie, Lord of the Deeps. Do you fear me? No, said Dianam. The spell made her forget to be afraid of such a monster. And the two professed their love for one another and spent the day on the shore. Every day after, he would visit her and they would talk, sing and be with one another from dawn till dusk at the seashore. But no matter what, he would always leave before the sun set completely. Dianam did not mind. She was in love with the handsome stranger and could only find joy in his visits. And one such day, the two lovers lay intertwined and he was weary. He asked her to wake him before sunset and she promised she would. 
But when it was time to wake him, she didn't have the heart and instead fell asleep with him. Much later, she woke to something strange. The soft skin of her lover was now slick and wet, his hair now green seaweed and his strong hands were now sharp hooves entangled in her hair. Dianam struggled to free herself and finally ripped free of the monster, the true face of the Kelpie breaking the spell he'd had over her. For the next few days, the Kelpie called to her from the sea, but Dianam did not go to him for fear of falling under his spell again. But as the days edged close to the festival, she finally gathered her courage and went down to the shore to meet her once lover. My love, he said, I have missed you. See my tears? Please, please wipe them away. Dianam would not allow him closer. I know what you are, horse of the seas. Gay is sad, he said. I need your love, Dianam, and that of no other. Her soul yearned for the cool, perfect love of the Kelpie, but she held firm. If you love me, Echushkia, then I want a gift, the gift of the safe return of the chieftain's sons. The Kelpie bowed his head. I shall do as you ask. Though you hate me now, I shall grant you this. Look for them on the night of the Samyun festival. And with that, the Kelpie turned into a white horse and galloped into the sea. Dianam watched him go, her heart filled with sorrow. On the eve of the festival, the Kelpie left the ocean and went to the festival in the shape of a handsome young man. The people saw him as a king, and he caught the eye of the vain Faune, who was dancing with Donal. But when the grand Kelpie asked her to dance, she quickly left Donal and took to dancing with him. Dianem saw him for what he was, and when she had the chance, she warned Fayane of the monster. But the stubborn, vain girl would hear nothing, calling both Donal and Dianem jealous for her good fortune in catching the attention of a king. The Kelpie soon left and told Fayane to come find him at the shore after midnight. As the festival drew to a close, Dal the wizard went to the sea and performed a ritual to bring back the sons. Faune met the Kelpie on the edge of the shore, and before her eyes he transformed into a monster. But before she could run, he pulled her onto his back and dragged her down into the cold waves. Upon reaching his kingdom, the Kelpie listened to the old man's ritual and kept his promise to release the sons of the king. When she saw her brother stumble ashore, Dianam hugged him close, and the chiefs were glad they'd found their sons again. Some months passed, and Donal and Dianam decided to marry. They were not in love, but they suited each other, and they were at least great friends. But deep beneath the ocean, the Kelpie heard of the union, and he hid the tear he shed at the loss of the mortal who'd stolen his heart. This telling was based on the Mammoth Book of Celtic Myths and Legends by Peter Beresford Ellis. If you're interested in Celtic myths, then this is the book for you. I'd recommend it to anyone. And please don't forget to subscribe. Let me know what you thought. And thank you so much for watching.